for Pembrokeshire. I'm Jonathan Twig. The Lanyon area of Pembroke Dock has seen an extraordinary amount of activity over the past five days when the Clithy Bridge poll booths were removed and traffic crossed the bridge for no charge for the first time in 40 years. And the Polyonic era cannon, one of two dug up from the ground at Hobbs Point and later restored, was reported stolen and returned to its former site at the Clithy Bridge Hotel through the diligence of PCSO Nadia Lloyd. The cannon was controversially moved to the now-defunct hotel site from outside the former offices of South Pembrokeshire District Council, now the home of Pembrokeshire Coast National Park Authority, after reorganisation of local government in 1996 when it became the property of Pembrokeshire County Council. The hotel was also the scene of a major fire in the early hours of Saturday morning, where fire crews attended from 2.50am with several fire engines in attendance throughout the night from Pembroke Dock, Milford Haven and Haverford West with a high-volume water pump brought in from Ammonford. The Welsh Ambulance Service, David Powers Police and Coast Guard were present on Saturday night when an unconscious person was taken to hospital from the beach near Ward's Pier, Milford Haven. Despite being involved in the Brexit talks in Westminster, Priscilla Pembrokeshire MP Stephen Crabb has taken time to meet with representatives from both Network Rail and Transport for Wales to press for improvements to rail services serving the county, including the fastest service from Milford Haven to Cardiff and beyond. Mr Crabb, a former pupil of Fenton Primary and Tasker Milbud Schools in Haverford West, also raised concerns highlighted to him by constituents about the cleanliness on board the services and regular cancellation on Sundays. Transport for Wales updated him on plans to add new rolling stock, additional services and increase the capacity across the network, with Network Rail outlining how £2 billion will be used to operate, maintain and renew the railway over the next five years. Pembrokeshire is the feature in a new series presented by BBC weatherman Derek Brockbray, which celebrated the county's stunning spectacular coastline. The programme on BBC One at 7.30pm on Friday, April 5th, follows the meteorologist as he rambles from Saundersfoot for a nine-mile walk to Pendine Sands, meeting a local ceramic artist whose work is influenced by the surrounding coastline, and tries his hand at pottery, finding out the pivotal role the shoreline played in the preparations for the D-Day landings. Following the collapse of Swansea-based contractors Downus, which saw work on Fishguard's three-quarter complete chimneys project, County Highways Chiefs have pledged that another contractor will take over the multi-million pound road scheme in the next week. The master plan includes a new link road retail units and the demolition of buildings on 1.5 hectares of land, which will hopefully encourage further investment into the town. The National Lottery Community Fund, previously known as the Big Lottery Fund, has awarded Milford Haven Museum £8,000 to help disabled visitors enjoy local history. This has allowed a new stairlift into the building to improve access for users with mobility issues, ahead of the museum's opening a week today on April 8. Last year, over £35 million of National Lottery funding went to more than 1,000 community projects in Wales, where the funding lets people bring their ideas to life. Communities are thriving thanks to the National Lottery. In local sport, Haverford West County beat Tom Pentra 4-2 in their Welsh League Division 1 encounter at the Bridge Meadow, leaving them in fourth place with seven games of the season remaining for manager Wayne Jones and his young side. Kerner will open up the title race in Pembrokeshire with a 3-2 success over leaders Moncton Swifts, who now lead second place Goodick United, five on winners over Saundersfoot Sports by just four points. Millions Bridge narrowly won 1-0 over Clarberson Road to keep their title ambitions alive, and Haken United, who beat Narberth 5-1, also remain in contention to lift the league title. Penn and Robbins defeated St Clair's 4-2. There are four fixtures this evening, Nayland travelling to take on Millions Bridge, Haken United hosting rivals here Branston, Cairo travelling to Clarberson Road, and Milford United taking on Penner in the Battle of the Robins at Bush Camp. I'm Jonathan Twig, and you're up to date with all your latest Pembrokeshire news on Pure West Radio. 
Toby. That was handy. <laughs> right, this is the chat show with Ronnie J and we are going to be hopefully on Facebook Live very shortly. Tonight's show, music memories and not just memories of now but memories of the past, what you saw, who you heard and where you went. Hopefully as long as we're Facebook Live I want you to interact. So give us your comments, who you saw. Let us know. Let's make a list of who we saw. Because I can't remember half of the ones I went to see. I've got to be honest, but I'm not going into reason why. But for now, when I come back, I will introduce you to my guests. But for now, we're going to have a bit of Blondie and a heart of glass. <laughs>
that was Blondie with Heart of Glass, which uh, kind of goes back a while, the same as uh, Elton John and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which kind of might give you a bit of an insight into what the show's about tonight. I have two wonderful guests here tonight. I have Sue Lewis from the Queen's Hall. Say hi, Sue. Hi there. And I have, of course, the legend that is, I am so honoured to have him on my show, B.B. Scone. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, B.B. Scone. Now, tonight's show, um, hopefully, there'll be a lot of interacting. By the way, hi, Gareth. Yeah, I can see you watching. Thank you, darling. Um, Tonight's show is about music of the past and bands of the past that have played in and around Pembrokeshire. Obviously, we have Sue from the Queen's Hall. We have Bibi, who is a legend of music in the area anyway. Um, But as so many people have said, that there is a lot of different places in and around Pembrokeshire that had a lot of well-known bands playing. Um, We had the Market Hall, if I'm right, in Halford West. We had Haggers in Pembroke and probably many other places that we don't even know about, as well as the Queen's Hall. So please get in contact with us. Let us know who you saw, what you remember. And if you have any questions, I have two people who could answer them. And if they can't, we'll find out anyway. So, Sue. Hi there. Hi. How are you involved with the Queen's Hall? Well, um, I took over as manager in November and uh, almost immediately found out that the Queen's Hall had this amazing musical history and I'm doing my best to uh, to try and uh, keep it for future generations. Does that include, I mean, I have, I must admit, it's a silly question, I have seen some of the flyers. How many people have, have shown you flyers of where they've been or, or that were there in the Queen's Hall originally? Right, well, I, I just put this uh, bit of an appeal out saying, has anyone got uh, memories? The reason was, is that I went to Narbeth Museum and they've only got uh, a few typewritten contracts And they were saying, well, you know, we'd love to have posters or tickets. So I just thought, well, I bet these these things are in people's attics. So I just uh, put out an appeal. And, well, I've been really, really impressed with uh, the locals that have come in and their memories. People remembering seeing Elton John. They remember seeing Hot Chocolate, Deep Purple, Status Quo. Honestly, Narbeth must have been absolutely rocking in the 60s and 70s. It must have been. And B.B. Scone, what... Um, what What's wrong with B.B.? I'll it's call you B.B., yeah. Some makes you sound like a gun, but we won't go there and don't go off. Um, <laughs> what what memories have you got? Because it, obviously it's it wasn't just the Queen's Hall. I mean, there were a lot of areas that had a lot of different music and bands playing. They did. Well, if we're talking about the 60s, uh, when these dance halls became popular with visiting bands, I mean, you've mentioned a couple already. There was the Market Hall in Hanford West and Haggers, of course, in Pembroke. But every town in Pembrokeshire had a major dance hall at that time. I mean, there was the De Valence in Tenby, and still is. Still is, yes. The Regency in uh, Saundersfoot. And there was the Pill Social Centre in Milford Haven. And Sue's mentioned some of the amazing bands that played the Queen's Hall, but equally uh, bands of similar calibre were playing these places as well. I mean, Amen Corner and the De Valence, The Who, the Pill Social Centre, Market Hall in Halford West, uh, Fleetwood Mac, The Temptations, and so on. So it was really a vibrant uh, time in the 60s. I think it began 
with in Narbeth, was it to with the football club wanted that's to right. raise money mm, in about 1958, right. uh, and they had this idea of bringing bands down. And of course, what's amazing, you wouldn't get bands of that caliber these days, because in those days, you know, we had steam-powered radios and communicated with tin cans <laughs> and string between them, didn't yeah. we? For bands to tour and sell their records uh, was the way to do it, because the mass media didn't really exist. That's so right. that's how it happened, really. But it must have been fascinating. I, I missed it all by a few years, and I'm... Really disappointed about that. What are you suggesting? <laughs> <laughs> well, my so hubby, rem- I must admit, my hubby remembers them, and he's he's only eight years older. So, but I missed it by a few years, and the amount of people that must have been going out to see these bands for them to keep coming back must have been phenomenal. Well, I mean, the Queen's Hall now has got a capacity of 400, That's isn't it? That's right, I, I mean, you know yeah. There was many more in those days. Oh, well, I, I know, um, I've actually had eyewitness accounts, there were a thousand people crammed into the Queen's Hall. I'm not quite sure how they got in there. Oh, we but... managed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it was a big deal when these bands uh, came, and it was every week. Um, one lady came in and she showed me a list of all the bands she saw in a year, and there were like 54. She was literally out every, well, every weekend. So amazing. It's it's fascinating when you get the memories from people um, because obviously it meant a lot to them. And it doesn't matter what, where they went, you know, whether it was, you know, Narbeth, whether it's Pembroke, whether it's Harford, you know, it didn't matter where they went. It was, that's their memories as well. And, and these bands were big names at the time as well weren't they yeah well it was a, an exciting time i think to be a teenager or you know someone in their early 20s the freedom the excitement and uh, you know you could go and see fantastic live music every week on your doorstep and before the world of health and safety oh indeed um, they were big names ronnie uh, you can see some of the ones that sue's got uh, in front of her here but ironically the one that you mentioned at the beginning elton john in 1970 when he came here he wasn't that big a name that's right really if you notice on the flyer which by the miracle of radio i don't know <laughs> if we can see it <laughs> It says backed by former members of Spencer Davis Group. That's right. Yes, I noticed th- that. At the time, Spencer Davis Group were bigger than Elton John, so they added that to the poster <laughs> to make it seem... Because Spencer Davis had been a chart act. Yes. But yeah. in fact, the members of the Elton John Group who'd been in Spencer Davis Group were none of the original members of Spencer Davis Band either. They were Nigel Olson and Dee Murray, who'd only joined Spencer Davis the year before, after Steve Winwood had left. And um, in fact, Nigel and Dee went on to be members of Elton John's band. And later that year, they issued Tumbleweed connection of course everything changed hmm. he would never come back to the queen's hall after the, the success, success of that yeah well i'm, I'm hoping you he'll, he'll come back <laughs> well if you're listening we we want you back yeah, please uh, yeah please it, it'd be nice wouldn't it yeah oh, some of these others have been back and andy fairweather i see you notice sorry we've got amen corner here when did they appear 1967 i was there i was only one at the time <laughs> And uh, he came back a year or so ago. Yeah. Uh, and um, he was very pleased to return as well. 
I think that's the thing because a lot of these the places that they played were informal and everybody that was there was enjoying the music they were enjoying themselves and is that the possibility of why they they came here and why they came back well I I think they came here because as uh, BB says they were they were tr- promoting their records and Narbeth of course was uh, you know probably the furthest west they went they could do Cardiff, Swansea, and then ping on to mm. Narbeth in their full transit. I mean, we, we know that uh, the band sort of turned up in these jalopies and, uh, <laughs> you know, they stayed in local people's houses and mums were giving them cups of tea. So, you know, compared to all the circus that uh, surrounds uh, live bands today with their riders and their, you know, having still vodka and all this sort of stuff... <laughs> These guys were were rough and ready. And, you know, it's almost like the dawn of time, really. Well, saying that, if there are... Well, if there is anybody out there listening in that did actually give them a cup of tea or they stayed in your house, let us know. We are Facebook Live. Comment, please. Aled Bont-Jones. Yep, thank you. Loving this. And I'm not even from the county. Um, it's, It's nice. You know, I would like to hear as well from you know, yourselves out there listening in that where you went, who you saw and when you saw them. I promise I won't give your ages away. I really promise I won't. Of course, what you can remember, Ronnie, as well, something we haven't yet touched on. I mean, we're still on the Queen's Hall, but it applies to all the dance halls. These were pop idols at the time. Yes. Now we might think of Elton John. Is you know, is he Sir Elton? You know, a rock icon and so on. It's classic. But these people were... Uh, pop idols at the time yeah and uh, several people i know who were young uh, teenagers at the time um you know they you had the screaming girls there at the front <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know one woman from Hanford west who shall remain nameless oh they, the moody blues played the market hall in Hanford west and uh some of these girls were invited into the van after the show and they found themselves heading out of town before they realized <laughs> So they thought they'd better get out of the van and yeah. to walk home. I Are you that lady? Get in touch with us. <laughs> well, I can name one lady, but not in that instance. No. I mean, it, it, um, Terry Williams, who used to play with Welsh bands like Man. Yes. He, he, he went on to play with Dire Straits. Yeah. And he turned up once to play a gig in Halford West and he'd forgotten his drum sticks. Oh, no. And Frida Swales, who was owned the Swales yes, music shop, the yeah. legendary music shop. Yeah, my Saturday mornings. Uh, and Pat and Peter, the children of Joff Swales, they all ran the, the shop together. Uh, she was at a gig with Terry Williams performing. I don't know which band it was. And she arrived, he was up a tree cutting twigs because he'd forgotten his drumsticks. And he was going to use the twigs as drumsticks. Yeah. Amazing! So Frida was dispatched back to her music <laughs> shop to get some drumsticks so that he could play the gig. Oh, that's amazing! So, um, See, this is the stories <laughs> that we, we like to hear. And these are the stories that, you know, people, you you listening in to us, you must have some of these stories. Um... Somebody did actually say... Oh, hang on, I've got... You'll have to bear with me. Everything's back to front tonight. Charlie Tattersall says, hi, Sue. Oh, hi, Charlie. Uh, Gareth Bowen. Shawadi Wadi played Milford Haven Youth Club in the late 70s, and he was too young to get in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember Shawadi Wadi. Oh, God, now I'm giving my age away. I think we'll have a little bit more music and a little bit of a break.
Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, that's all I wanna do. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, cause I feel for you. Shaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Shaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. Let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Shaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Shaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Shaka, baby, cause you make me wanna scream. Let me rock it, cause I feel for you I love you I feel, I feel Think, think, think I feel for you I feel, I feel, I feel Think I love you 
Welcome back to Ronnie J's chat show and I do really, really, really wish you were all here in the studio because there is some fascinating conversation going on which hopefully we'll try and cover at least some of it. But as as a younger lady, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing, BB. Um, I'm not a young lady. No, I know, but you're a young man. Um, but listen, listening to, to what you've been saying about, you know, different people and yourself as well, going to see these bands and going to see hear this music it's it's just sat, i'm just sat here awestruck it's fascinating and i sue said in you know while we were off air about having a time machine mm-hmm. and i totally agree with that i would love to have a time machine and go back gareth has said yeah we know brotherhood man played here a few days ago but here's a good question and you can answer individually who is top of your wish list to book a star name Ooh. Now then, what? Either of you? Well, I book star names every year at Ten B Blues Festival. This and is now true. Now it's fourteenth year, eighth to tenth yeah. of November, twenty nineteen. You can put that in just to let them know. Because oh. the best music doesn't always come from the star names. That's no. what I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so I wriggle out of that question. Sorry. Yeah. Gary. Sorry, but you're going to wriggle back into it. And who would you choose? <laughs> what? As a, a star name, who would you choose? Oh no! I, I, 
Oh, is there too many? No, it's not that there's too many. I don't think star names necessarily deliver the best music. Ah. We had an act, Reverend Sean Amos, in Tenby Blues Festival last year in the De Valence, another famous dance hall. Yes. Never played in the UK before. And when he finished, there wasn't a dry sock in the house. Really? People were dancing and it was beautiful music. So... I don't subscribe. I'm not subscribed to star names. I've seen some star names who yes. I won't mention who haven't delivered the goods. As ah, well. well, that's a very so, good answer. Well, that's well, that there's only one, isn't there? We've got to get Elton John back. I mean, it's eight hundred pounds a ticket. I'm sure he'd do it. We were shillings. Yeah, we were going to actually put an appeal out, but we have since found out that. Um, the appeal we were putting out was for the piano Alas. in the Queen's Hall that Elton John actually played on. Apparently he had it retuned and he played on it. But we have since found out that there's a possibility it might not be around anymore. But if anybody has any history on that, that would be interesting to come <laughs> back it? to. You know, either get in touch with me here at uh, Pure West Radio or get in touch with Sue at the Queen's Hall or even email BB. I mean, one of us will answer it. Oh, hang on, we have another... Wait, hang on, I've got the wrong mouse again. Oh, I tell you, they've moved it all round for me. Aled, my interest generates from hearing that Jean Vincent played at the Market Hall in Halford West in March 1963. It was believed that he was in Hamburg at the time, playing at the Star Club after over a week appearing there, but he'd made it over to Halford West. Playing guitar with the Roy Young combo, who backed Jean for this gig, was none other than the legendary Albert Lee who's played with just about anybody. Hello, Alad. <laughs> I know you, don't I? I saw you on Friday in, the, <laughs> in Cardiff. How are you doing? It was a great gig in Cardiff with Jodie Marie from Narbeth. Oh, Jodie Marie's awesome. with Bella Collins. They launched their new album there. Oh, Bella's good as well. Um, I like Bella. Alad is a man who does a lot of research uh, uh, into local bands performing around here. He's very fastidious. So, oh, uh, uh, Albert Lee, of course, yes, he's played uh, down here um, with or without Gene Vincent in, in various guises. He's a, he played uh, the Queen's Hall as a member of Hogan's Heroes not that long ago. Oh, uh, right. And he has a strong Welsh connection as well. I think his da daughter lives near Carmarthen. Um We were talking, you know, in off-air, off obviously, about Welsh bands that have played. Mm. Um, the one name I do like was Blodwin Pig. Yeah, well, BB was. Uh, well, they're not a Welsh that. band. They were formed by Mick Abrahams, who was the uh, when he left Jethro Tull. Ah. Uh, he formed Bloodwind Pig, and um, that's who they are or were. Um, it's interesting to see that all this stuff that uh, Sue's got here. Uh, there's not a lot of Welsh bands, and these days, w when people organise gigs, it's to the promoter's credit, not just at the Queen's Hall, but the De Valence yeah. and elsewhere, yeah. that they use local bands where yes. possible. Because to come back to the question I might have been a bit flippant about, I do believe the quality of music in Pembrokeshire is as good as you get anywhere. I agree and with that. it's great yeah. to use local yeah. music. But there aren't many uh, local, local bands for <laughs> local people here. But I do notice there are the bystanders uh, appearing uh, somewhere as a support band. They, they were from the Neath Swansea area and they and the Eyes of Blue, another band from the Neath Swansea area in the 60s. Owen Money was a member of these bands. Really? Oh, he's coming back to the Queen's Hall uh, in <coughs> May. He, he is, 25th of May, I think. Oh, that's right, yeah. And um, 
the uh, they th- those bands coalesced into perhaps the most famous and greatest of all Welsh rock bands. To avoid anyone saying, "Oh, Shaking Stevens, Tom Jones," uh, called Man. Oh, Man, awesome! And they were, and as you said earlier, Sue, the, the, a bit of the end of the line for bands from away. But mm. Swansea, Neath, Cardiff bands were coming down here a lot, and Man played down here a lot in mm. various guises. Now, a member of Man was Deke Leonard. I had the privilege of meeting him in the December in the cellar bar in Cardigan just before he passed away. Well, oh. yeah, he was, I'm pleased to say he was a good friend of mine. And he's written, if anyone here listening or watching ever wants to read a book on rock music, he's written four of the best, and I write about music and I have done for 30 years, he's written four of the best mu- books on music I've ever read ah. and because they're very funny as well as um, all the debauchery that you want to know. <laughs> I'm going to be reading them but he describes Pembrokeshire a visit to the man t- to Pembrokeshire because they played various places including the Queen's Hall mm-hmm. and various festivals we can mention I want to mention festivals at some point but mm. um he described Pembrokeshire as the land that time forgot. Ah, <laughs> oh, I like it. And he describes going through Narbeth and seeing farmers being sick in the road as they oh, approach yeah. the venue. <laughs> doesn't happen now. No, of course <laughs> it doesn't. This is in the 1960s. But I like that, the land that time forgot. I love that. I he was a lovely like man and a very talented... He was. As, as my, my hubby had seen them play. I mean, he's, he was a, he's a great fan of them. And now, obviously, son of man. Um, and... You know, they, they were in the cellar bar and, and Hubby said to me, oh, we've got to go, we've got to go. And I did, for the first time ever, have the honour and privilege of actually being able to speak to him. And I had a hug with him. Um, and he was a, a lovely, lovely man. I only met him for half an hour. But he was that sort of person that you remember, you know. Um, saying that, Hubby's, um, my Hubby, Alan... Uh, his first experience of the Queen's Hall was Freddie and the Dreamers. Oh. They did a gig for the kids in the afternoon. That's right, I've got then, a ticket here. And then for the adults later in the evening. But what was his catchphrase? Mm. Who wears short shorts? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that, probably. I don't know. I don't know. No, uh, I don't. But, yeah, I mean, I remember him saying about that, that they, they some of the, the bands were doing... Gigs for the children That's in the right. afternoon because they couldn't go in the evening to see them, obviously. Yeah. It was too late Yeah, well, they've got two for the price of one then. Yeah. They? So uh, it was worth them coming all the way to Narbeth. But there's, as, as we say, okay, well, you know, there's, Narbeth has always been, you know, well known for, for music in the Queen's Hall anyway, even to this day. But there are, I mean, we had Haggers. Um, somebody was saying to me that quite a few bands played up for the farmers clubs in with it was showgrounds when they had their farms clubs evenings on. Um Haggers is possibly the most legendary of all I yes Pembrokeshire dance halls. I mean the Queen's Hall has got the longevity. Yes. Certainly because we're talking about the sixties and the seventies, but the Queen's Hall is still going thanks mm. to yes. Sue and yep. other people. And had a tremendous run under Declan Connolly as manager in the eighties when he brought a world music acts of a high caliber to Narbeth, but Haggers, possibly uh, because of the reputation of the Hagger mm. family yeah. as pioneers of cinema, had a tremendous reputation. I, I do remember the cinema in Haggers was underneath the ballroom, 
and you had to go up a flight of stairs. It was very intimidating to the ballroom with the bouncers, as we called them yeah. then, but they're now the door supervisors. Yeah. They'd be at the top, and there was an Alsatian. <laughs> oh, that would have scared me before we started. No alcohol, of course, in those days, but if you were in a cinema, never go to the cinema at Haggers when there was a band upstairs, because all you could hear was boom, 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 ah. boom, of the people either fighting or dancing. <laughs> uh, and you didn't go to check. <laughs> Uh, well, when I was too young, I used to go to the cinema and then we'd go to the um, the dance hall later. And of course, all the bands that we'd mentioned, many of the bands uh, also played there because, as you said, Sue, there was a circuit. But uh, uh, Pembroke was the venue for the most famous gig that never was, which also involved man. Yes. And Explain the start, all. The start of the festival. Uh, because out of these gigs came the festival scene, which is still very healthy in Pembrokeshire today. But the most famous band ever, never, to play in Pembrokeshire was the Rolling Stones. Mm. And in September 1973, the Rolling Stones were billed to play in Pembroke Castle. And they were going to play uh, Cardiff Castle the night before and Pembroke Castle the night afterwards. And it was, the publicity generated around that was absolutely enormous. And um, adverts were taken out in the Melody Maker and the New Musical Express were the two main ways that people got to know about music in those days. Posters were printed and distributed and everyone was looking forward to it happening. And part of the reason... It happened was, A, Mick Jagger was supposed to have been to Pembroke and liked it. B, I mentioned the Swales family earlier. Yes. Well, Peter Swales, who was the son of Geoff Swales, at the time, he worked for the Rupert Lowenstein, who was the Stones' financial manager, and he had a connection with Pembrokeshire. And also, John Long, who had a furniture warehouse in Milford, he ran the Glen Ballroom in Llanethley and had a lot of connections with music. So... All these things came together and the stones were going to come to Pembroke Castle. And the amount of interest, as I said, generated was enormous. But it never happened because the council refused permission for it to take place. Oh dear. Why? Well, you see, this is... I've done a lot of research into this <laughs> uh, and written about it at length. Uh, and I, I know we've only got a... a limited time here but the legend is that the council um, objected to all these long-haired hippies descending <laughs> on Pembroke, taking away your daughters and forcing feeding them uh, marijuana and oh, right. similar things of yeah. course it wasn't true no uh, uh, they, they weren't going to descend on Pembroke but there were several heated council meetings uh, where they were frightened that the hippies were going to come to Pembroke and take <laughs> over. And, um, of course, these days they'd view it as a commercial opportunity. Yes. In fact, Sir Mick Jagger, and I wish him well, he's having a heart operation, I believe. Sir Mick Jagger would be fetid if he came to Pembroke. But the real reason, there were two reasons why it didn't happen. One was John Long, who was promoting it, as I said. He announced it before he officially got permission. And, quite frankly, the reason they there wasn't access and egress into the castle for enough people that they were planning to have ah, ten thousand people. That's not surprising. Because hot chocolate had played in Pembroke Castle a few mm. years before, so it had had pop concerts before. Yeah. 
And also, uh, 10,000 people, I think, when they have the concerts now every year in Pembroke Castle, uh, only 3,000 people are allowed. Yeah, to. I think it's the maximum of four, isn't it? 4,000 yeah. a maximum. So like it's that. rather ironic. Yeah. In, in turning down the stones in 1973, the Rural District Council of Pembroke were at the forefront of the health and safety revolution. <laughs> Great. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I'm going to get us to take a break. I'm going to play a little bit more music. And we've got Jean Pitney, 24 hours from Tulsa. Darling, I had to write to say that I won't be home anymore Cause something happened to me while I was driving home And I'm not the same anymore Oh, I was only 24 hours from Tulsa Only a day away from your arms I saw Stop to rest for the night And that is when I saw her As I pulled in outside of the small motel She was there And so I walked up to her Asked where I could get something to eat And she showed me where Oh, I was only 24 hours from Tulsa Ronnie J's chat show with Sue from the Queen's Hall and our very own BB Scone. Um, we've had some comments in, but please like, share with Facebook Live, put your memories up. Who did you see? Where did you go? What did you do? And I don't want to know the ins and outs, literally. Um, but it's been absolutely fascinating. It's been so fascinating, I forgot that we were nearly back on air again. Um, 
Alid has come back with Good Evening BB, Great Night on Friday, as you pointed out earlier, and great to see you again. With Robert Plant returning to play in the neighbouring county of Carmarthen very soon, I wonder how many realise that he played with his band of joy as a 19-year-old in April 1968. Uh, I was there, yes. <laughs> you were there. I'll be there, everywhere. And I'll be there, Alid, on April the 16th at the Lyric Theatre in Carmarthen. Oh, uh, you lucky man. You might have is going to be so jealous. The tickets sold out in about 48 hours. I was going to say, they sold out very, very quickly, didn't they? Yeah. Um, now, Sue, you, we are going to cover it a little bit more in the second half of the show, but believe it or not, it has gone so quickly, this first hour. But the Queen's Hall is... Um, there's an appeal going on at the moment. That, that's right. Uh, we need at least half a million pounds to uh, refurbish the Queen's Hall. It's a bit of a grand old lady and it urgently needs uh, modernisation, needs new flooring, more energy efficient uh, lighting, heating, etc. to bring it into the 21st century because we want the Queen's Hall to carry on hosting amazing music for the county and further afield. So that's that's a heck of a big appeal to, to it is to a very put out big there. appeal and well we're we've just started it and we will be working on it with the trust uh, throughout the next year. We've got a fundraising concert with um, Tristan Clear, who's a, a local singer from Clinderwin. We've got that in October and we are just making sure that we keep as much events going on as possible. I mean, you've got to support live music mm. or you lose it. Yeah, and it is like Gareth was saying, don't you think you need a star name to put bums on seats? And that's, excuse my language, but that's what it's put, <laughs> bums on seats. And does Joe Public know the local talent? I think local talent is becoming... A, if I'm wrong, Bibi, let me know. But I think local talent is becoming more well-known. Well, well-known where? I mean, there is a lot of local talent in Pembrokeshire. I'm proud to have been involved in trying to promote it for 30 years. Mm. And um, it does annoy me a little bit when people say, what about local talent? Because it's out there and yeah. a lot of it's for free. If they listen to the B.B. Scone show or the Rob Parker show on Pure West Radio... Every week you'll hear great local music. My gig guide is on there and it's published in the Western Telegraph and online. You can get out, as Sue says, support live music because if you don't support it... You lose it. But, I mean, if you're talking, if you must talk about star, there's lots of star... There's lots of people who've been stars in their Pembrokeshire who've moved on to become famous elsewhere. David Gray jumps to mind mm. and also there are people living in Pembrokeshire who have done great things in the music business and if I can briefly say I was sad to hear today that Melt Kingston yes. died yes he has lived in Pembrokeshire for many years and he was a lovely man a true gentleman he contributed to mu contributed to music in Pembrokeshire for many years now he was a member of the top of the pops orchestra in the 60s he supported all the people like Dusty Springfield who was on top of the pops he was a member of Lonnie Donegan's band he was a member of Adge Cutler and the Wurzels <laughs> I love the words. Uh, so, the type. Um, it's very sad to hear of his passing. Mm. My condolences to his family. Lovely man, but these are the sort of people that we there are here, in Pembrokeshire. And I think we're just about going to have the Beatles. Let it be, because we're very quickly coming up to the news.
myself in times of trouble Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom, let it be And in my hour of darkness She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom, let it be the Beatles and let it be let it be that we hear more music in the local areas yeah I know bad link but who cares right we are coming up very very quickly to the 10 o'clock news this hour has gone absolutely whizzing by we are still Facebook live so please like share get your friends involved we want to hear your memories of 
who you saw back in the day, whether it be in Narbuth, whether it was in Pembroke, whether it was Temby, Saundersfoot, Halford West. There were so many places. I'm going to leave it with Jerry and the Pacemakers and speak to you after the news. the way you tittle my chin and I like the way you let me come in when your mama ain't there I like it I like it I like the words you say and all the things you do and I like the way you straighten my tie and I like the way you're winking your eye and I know I like you you know I like you News for Pembrokeshire. Thanks for listening. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Pure West Radio. With your latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Jonathan Twig. Following the collapse of Swansea based contractors Downus, which saw work on Fishguard's three quarter complete chimneys project, County Highways Chiefs have pledged that another contractor will take over the multi million pound road scheme in the next week. The master plan includes a new link road retail units and the demolition of buildings on 1.5 hectares of land, which will hopefully encourage further 